Welcome to the Marvelicious Toys Podcast. Hosted by the Astonishing Arnie, the Mighty Marjorie, and Captain Justin. Nah, just Justin. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed. Find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages, and much more. They're not just toys. They're Marvelicious! Hello, and welcome to Marvelicious Toys. This is Arnie. And this is Justin. And hey, I'm Big Nerdy. Hey, Marjorie, your voice sounds different. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Marjorie is unable to join us today, so we have joining us from Nerdzoic, Big Nerdy. How's everybody doing? Awesome. Excited to have you here, Matt. Oh, thanks. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate the invite. I appreciate uh, keeping Marjorie's seat warm. <laughs> she appreciates it as well. She's got some work things she had to attend to, so... But we definitely wanted to take the chance to get one more show in this year and look back and have a little bit of positivity after, you know, a HasLab that crashed and burned. Let's end the year on a high note. Let's look at the things we actually really loved Marvel Legends-wise in 2022. And we've broken this up into categories, and they're a little bit different than average categories, I think. I think we're trying to mix it up a little bit. And we also went into this blind. We did blind voting. So we may have the same picks. We may have different picks. It wasn't until after the picks were selected that we decided, all right, let's see what we have. We may have consensus. We all three may pick the same figure. I don't know. (laughs) Picking out of a hat. And it's been a big year. I did some math. Now, I may be off a little bit because I counted by hand. But as I counted it, we have 130 figures that came out this year. All right. A little bit lighter than the last couple of years, but kind of on par. That does count Galactus, and it counts that tiny Wolverine from the Mojo Pack, which I don't know if that counts as a figure. (laughs) And counting Mojo once. But that's still a lot of figures and a lot of money to go into a single year. Yeah. Especially with all the price changes this year. It's a lot more than it was to buy the same exact amount last year. Oof. That's the truth. So to start off with the best comic-based figure of the year. And Matt, you chose the 20th anniversary Marvel Legends Captain America. Yes, sir. It was a, surprisingly, as I went back and looked, the comic-based figures, they had a really good year. And, you know, as I got down and tried to figure out what was the best, there was a handful. They were all great figures. But in the end... This is, to me, the definitive Captain America. I just can't imagine them improving on this ever. And I think in a few years, you're going to be seeing people everywhere saying, hey, is anyone selling the 20th Captain America for a good price? Because everyone's going to want this. Yeah. And, you know, with it being in that representative toy biz packaging, just put it over the top, right? I mean, this feels like a great throwback. The only ding I would have on this figure, and it's so minor, it doesn't matter, is the shield has those peg holes in it. But come on, we all have a thousand Captain America (laughs) shields laying around. I thought that was just me who had that complaint. Uh, I actually (laughs) traded it out and got a different one, but I ended up having the issue of the red is slightly lighter on the Captain America shield I have replacing it. So at some point I'll have to fix that, but it's a minor (laughs) issue. 
<laughs> it is. It is a really good figure. I mean, take there's no soft goods, so understand my comparison. But when I look at the detail and the scales and things, just at a photo, this makes me think of a Mezco figure. Oh, yeah. I mean, attention to detail and, you know, I mean, this is a reuse. Like, we did see this in the 80th anniversary on this body with the chainmail scale top sculpting and stuff like that. But this is the more classic colors, right? Like, that other one was dark blue. And now we get an unmasked head. I was going to say the head's the big difference there. Yeah. Takes it over the top for sure. What did you guys think about the cardboard backdrops that came with this instead of comic books, though? I I kind of wish they'd been able to go with the classic comic, but I like that they gave us these little diorama stands. It helps showcase these figures and not just put them out among your slew of other legends that makes these stand apart. Yeah, I thought it was cute. I mean, you would think that it wouldn't consider, I I don't know how the the licensing goes, but you know, you can get back issue Marvel comics for a dime at this point. (laughs) So, you know, you could have probably just went to some comic shop and said, Hey, give me all your back issue Captain America's that are worth nothing and just stuck them in here. But you know what? I'll take what I can get. And you know what? I think it's a different time. I think, you know, 20 years ago, selling a figure and a comic book in one package you know, it's kind of a unique thing. It was like, oh, I'm getting this comic book. I'm getting a figure. Now collectors are so, I want to say, anal retentive that it's like, oh, I don't want my comic book mixed in with my figure because it's not graded properly. I don't know. I think it was a good move to not throw a comic book in there. Yeah, I just liked the idea of, especially with some of the more minor characters, being able to figure out who they are. You get a story and a figure all in one package. And if you're going back and throwing back to the Toy Biz days, I think that was a big part of their packaging next up justin your pick the retro carded scorpion yeah like i feel like this was a make good on the same scorpion that we got this is a couple years ago already now this one just feels right you know that lime green and the bendy tail with no play gimmick on it like remember when back in the day he could shoot a little arrow out of his tail (laughs) (laughs) oh that was a far different time (laughs) yeah Yeah, this one just felt like a make good for like all the almost great scorpions we got over the years. It's like, finally, here it is. Classic comic colors. He pops off that packaging. The the whole thing is just feels right to me. I think his animated series colors are a little bright for my taste, but I love the bendy wire tail and the articulation and the head sculpt feels like it could be comic based, but the rest of it, it just feels really animated to me. But I mean, that's not a ding. It's part of that animated series. There's self-shaded Spider-Man came out to go right along with this. Yeah, I think he's a great figure. I'm not, I'm, I'm right with Arnie there. I'm not a huge fan of the animated look. However, I think that if you throw him into your comic display, it's not going to really stand out. Like some of the other figures they've done recently that are animated based off of this, like the Hobgoblin, you throw that matte yellow Hobgoblin into your uh, comic (laughs) display. Trust me from experience. It looks off. (laughs) Now I ended up with a lot of these scorpions because I just couldn't get one in good condition. I tried buying from a seller on Facebook. I tried buying directly from Walmart and I, I think I have like five of these scorpions now. Only Justin was able to get me one in great shape. <laughs> it's ironic you say that. I have, you know, handled dozens of these and they've all been in great shape because that card back is so hefty that generally the retro carded figures, it's a lot easier to find them in good shape than standard figures. 
Yeah, but when Walmart sends them to you in an envelope, there's not much hope. Oh, yeah. The bubble mailer never works well. (laughs) (laughs) My pick for this, and it was a little bit of a stretch. I had to think about this, but I was so happy they made Japanese Spider-Man from that 70s series. And then I remembered in Dan Slott's Spider-Verse, they put Japanese Spider-Man into the comic. So it is a comic-based figure. I'm, I'm glad you were able to do that because I was going to put a, a big cheater on this slide for you. <laughs> I just assumed there was a Japanese comic book of him in which it would count. But I always liked Supida Man. I Ever since I found out about it, like over a decade ago, I've watched most of the series. I just have such a fondness in my heart for it. And I thought they did a great job with this one. The painted lines, the hands, the big bulky web shooter on his wrist. I just was so happy when this figure was announced, I was glowing and it like made me happy for days. And then it arrived and I grabbed a spare just to put on my desk. I just absolutely loved this figure. And you know what? I was surprised to figure out that it wasn't just a repaint of one of the other Spider-Man bodies. Like this feels like there's some unique parts here that make it feel more like a guy in a suit rather than, you know, what we've come to know in the MCU with like the super skin tight buff dude under a suit. This feels more like it's from the 70s. Just a regular body guy and a regular kind of blousey (laughs) (laughs) outfit. I did not know he existed until the day they revealed it. And I said, oh, wow, there's a Japanese Spider-Man. I did not know that. Oh, the opening theme song is magnificent. You have to watch it. I will have to look. Uh, I I made it my ringtone for several years and I was in a meeting one time and my phone went off. I didn't silence it. And so in the middle of this meeting, hey, 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 wow, man, did I get some looks? (laughs) (laughs) So our next category, MCU based figure. I'd like to call it live action, but I forgot there was a what if series. Yeah, I mean, it all falls under the MCU, right? So live action ish. I don't know. With 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 the multiverse, would X Men count? Would like those old X Men figures with would Tobey Maguire Spider Man? Exactly how far does the MCU stretch anymore? Yeah, infinitely. (laughs) And Justin, I was shocked to see this. You picked Ironheart. Yeah, and I mean purely on a figure basis, right? If we're talking about sculpting and the way they made this figure, I'm impressed. You know, like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that second Black Panther movie. It was fine. I think they just kind of, you know, were an unfortunate position having lost, you know, Chadwick and having to put out a second movie. I'm not sure what I would have done differently, but that's not what I'm here to review. I'm not here to talk about the movie. I'm here to talk about this figure because all new sculpt and, you know, they've done Iron Man a hundred million times over the years. And so this was a chance for them to kind of take what they've learned from those Iron Man figures and put it into a new sculpt. And I I feel like they nailed it. I mean, the articulation's all there. You get Riri Johnson's head, you get the masthead, you get the jetpack, you get the weapons. It was one figure that I wasn't even expecting. It just kind of came out of nowhere one day before the movie even was out. And I found it at a Target, picked it up, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think the figure looks great. I, I wish I saw it in the movie. I honestly don't think I got a good look at the suit in the movie. It's barely in it, but <laughs> it is a cool looking figure. They always do almost entirely new sculpts when it comes to movie figures. I don't think they have a choice. And so this one was 
yeah, uh, interesting choice for a deluxe figure. That's what I was going to say. I, I, you know, if you showed me this and said, Hey, look at this figure, it's figure of the year for me. I'd say, okay, cool. That makes sense. But then you show me it's a deluxe figure and I'd say, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, skirting around what should come with a figure and not is getting to be a little kind of crazy. Tough. Yep. Now I picked a build a figure here. I picked Korg from Thor love and thunder I really enjoyed the Korg they came out with previously, but I thought this one had a lot of detail to it with the fur and the detail in the pants and things. Yeah, some good reuse of old Korg parts, but I just really enjoyed this figure. And I think it is influenced by the movie. I think the fact that it's been kind of a middling year for Marvel movies and Love and Thunder, it's no Ragnarok, but I liked it quite a bit. So I think my... Affection for Korg influenced my affection for this figure. Well, and this is another one that showed up before the movie was out, right? So it was like, okay, is this going to be his outfit in the movie? My only thing now after having seen the movie is it should have come with a Korg cracked face as an accessory. Yeah, that would have been very cool. (laughs) And then Matt, you chose Red Skull. I did. So... It was as strong of a year as it was for Marvel Legends in comic form. I think it was a pretty weak year MCU-wise. I think that largely extends to the properties they were making movies on. They didn't have a ton of great material to work with. Like you said, it was a kind of a middling year. So going through it, it was really tough for me to say which one stood out above the rest. And honestly, none of them did. But the Red Skull, we got the one for the 10th anniversary a few years ago. And I completely missed out on it and I would never pay up for it. So when this came out, I said, hey, look, I finally get a Red Skull from the MCU to go with my green comic book one. And I was super excited. And when I look at it compared to the other things, number two for me was, uh, well, I'm not even going to say number two, but let's just say that it was just so close. It was, you know what? Red Skull's too classic to not give the nod to. Remind me, how did this figure come out? What? He just came out in the last wave. It was the uh, Khonshu, I'm sure I'm butchering that, Build-A-Figure wave with uh, Howard the Duck. Yes, yes. Yeah, handful of What If and a handful of Disney Plus figures in that wave. And yeah, this is one of those ones where without seeing the What If on it, I could excuse somebody for not knowing that this wasn't actually an MCU film-based Red Skull. I mean, it's kind of walks that line. I mean, the outfit looks real world and the head just slightly more red than that MCU one. So yeah, it's a, it's a great choice for a, for a figure here. Yeah. This is why I didn't know. I don't have my what if wave yet. I keep waiting for that to show up. Yeah. You know, what's great about him is that you can use him as either, you know, he kind of fits in as like a modern comic red skull a little bit too, because of the bright red. So he's very versatile. Yeah. And then of course, best build a figure. Matt, you chose Conchow from that wave again. I sure did. Uh, I think it's a great looking build a figure. Uh, you know, like it was really tough between this and another, but in the end, I thought this one just had such a cool, unique look to it that I gave it the nod. This is an awesome build a figure. And even if you're not a huge fan of the Moon Knight series, it's just an awesome looking figure. I mean, it actually looks like a dead bird skull sitting on top of this figure. <laughs> yeah, it, it really doesn't matter if you didn't like Moon Knight. It's just a cool looking figure. Yeah, I've heard some complaints that it's too small. I've also heard some compliments that it's nice and big. I don't have it in hand, so I can only speak to the photos and say it looks nice. Well, and scale-wise, Conchu showed up in all sorts of different sizes during that series. So who's to say what the actual real size of this god is? (laughs) 
And, you know, there's been so many different complaints about Build-A-Figure sizing this year specifically that I don't even think people realize what size it should be from a scale standpoint. I think they just see a Build-A-Figure, they expect it to be two to four inches bigger than a normal figure. And if it's not, mm. it's wrong. Yep. Yeah, well, at times, Conchow looked like 40 feet tall. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a Haslab. <laughs> right. Those people forget about Puck and Hitmonkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they weren't in the game. <laughs> now, I chose what I just thought was the wackiest figure of the year for a Build-A-Figure. Let's point out there weren't that many Build-A-Figures this year. Yeah. It feels like with the retro waves and the box sets and the exclusives and then the 20th anniversary wave, they kind of didn't do a whole lot of Build-A-Figures. What were there, like six? Yeah, that Five sounds about right. Yeah. It was, it was slim pickings for Build-A-Figures this year. So I went with the one that just made me smile, even though I don't know the character from the comics, Bonebreaker. I mean, how can you not like a character that's half tank, half muscle guy with that huge smile on his face and a big gun just happy to mow people down? Yeah, I think he's great. My initial impression when I saw him was, uh-oh. Marvel Legends does not have a good history of releasing figures without legs. Uh, last time it didn't go so well. But then I'm like, well, I mean, he's got a tank. It's not like it's just a base. So he, he does look pretty cool. Yeah, we're going to have to start a crowdfund for legs for Bonebreaker, even though he never had them. <laughs> well, Arnie, Justin, you picked the same figure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, partially because, like you said, there was a lot less to choose from this year. But come on. You throw a, a torso on a tank, I'm there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and like you pointed out, his expression is priceless. We're, you don't often get figures with open mouths. And when we do, they're usually screaming or yelling. This guy looks like he's actually laughing, yeah. you know? <laughs> Having a great time being a torso in a tank. So the removable sunglasses are perfect too. So yeah, I don't know when the next time we're going to see anything even in this realm so far as figures go. So I, I was happy to pick this as my favorite build a figure. This yeah, seems I like one know. of the ones that the guys had a heart, had to convince somebody was okay. Like I can just imagine <laughs> like Dwight being like, Hey, listen, so I know he's only half a figure and a tank and it looks a little bit like a McDonald's toy, but trust me, people want him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dwight has been pushing for this crew for a long time. So I think this is a little bit of a win for him. So now best multi-pack. There have been quite a few of those this year, I know. And mine, I just can't compete with that Pulse exclusive Mojo Pack. I, that has been maybe my favorite Marvel Legends item of the year with its big Mojo, with Dazzler and Longshot. I don't understand the Wolverine. Somebody explain the Wolverine to me. But <laughs> the rest of this pack, I've just been playing with mojo a lot too all of the articulation in those legs and his arms i ended up breaking out the old toy biz mojo for comparison photos for our website and there is no comparison this is just an amazing mojo i mean i i totally agree we we reviewed this whole set and i was impressed with the packaging i was impressed with all the figures in it and you know if you're only going to get one mojo this year i think this is the one to go for compared to the single release one it's a little bit more pricey, but you also get these two and a half extra figures with it too. So if you haven't bought either of them and you're on the fence, the paint apps and the color scheme on this one far superior to the single release mojo. 
I was going to say, yeah, it's almost worth paying up. Even if you're just, even if you already have Dazzler and maybe you're planning to get the next long shot that's coming out any day. Now the Mojo himself is so much better in the multi-pack versus the single release. It's just worth paying up for it. Matt, you chose honestly, another great pack null and venom. Yeah. There was a lot of good multi-packs this year. But in the end, I really loved this set. Like that Venom is fantastic. Like he becomes to me the immediate, like definitive Marvel Legends comic Venom. If you take the wings off, put them on, whatever, either way. And I really like Null. Like I think he's a really cool character design. I love the sword. And I just thought it was super cool that they put this out relatively quickly compared to the storyline. And it's a, they're both pretty beefy. And I like some beefy figures. And quickly, as well as like from when they announced it to when it came out, like this was, I think, kind of announced at Comic-Con, maybe a little bit before, but we got to see it at Comic-Con on the floor. And then I feel like two weeks later, it was starting to ship. So it was one of those old school, got to see something, get excited about it. And then, hey, next thing you know, it's on its way to you, which is rare these days. But yeah. I like it when a multi-pack feels like you're really getting something for your money. And like you say, with two larger figures and then that huge wingspan, it really ends up feeling like a value. We talked a little bit about how the prices are increasing, but this pack, I didn't blink twice about it. And with so many Spider-Man offerings this year, I felt like it was inevitable that I was going to pick a few of them to be represented here. But this multi-pack is here because... One, Spinneret is great. She's a great figure. It's cool to have her in the line. But this pack also includes what I consider probably the premier example of a Spider-Man figure. Like, if you want to talk articulation, this guy's got it in spades. He's got the butterfly joints. He's got double-hinged elbows. He's got the knees. And the reintroduction of toe articulation into the Marvel Legends line. So, for that reason alone, I had to, I had to put this on the list. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to see this Spider-Man body used again in the future, but this is where it started. So everybody remember this pack right here for (laughs) when we're all looking at all these great Spider-Man we get in the next few years. When this initially was solicited, I had said, okay, that is going to be the one everybody wants. That's going to replace the retro Spider-Man as the de facto best Spider-Man. And I, you know, I'm pretty sure that, we're going to see a lot of people when you say figure of the year, the chalk pick this year is going to be the renew your vows kit here. It's just a great set. It really, really is. It is. I can't get enough Spider-Woman figures. I've got a shelf, you know, with your Jessica Drew and Spider-Bitch and, you know, the various <laughs> Silk, the ones that go down the line. Getting Spinneret was great. I, I love her like bell-bottom cuffs that they did, the little accessory <laughs> down there. But yeah, the toe articulation, the thing I like about it is it doesn't ruin the aesthetic of the foot. You know, they did it in a way that is somewhat subtle, but still allowing that pose. And if one character needs that level of super articulation, it's definitely a Spider-Man figure. So now we go a little bit interesting. Best package arts in a year where they've had to transition away from window packaging and into the boxes It's time to take a look and see which boxes were best. And Justin, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. (laughs) I'm honestly shocked that we didn't double up on this, Arnie. I'm surprised you didn't pick this just out of 
pure nostalgia. I know this was your jam growing up, right? Spider-Man and his amazing friends cartoon. This does look right out of the cartoon. I right? love that. <laughs> they, I mean, they captured it, you know? I mean, I'm sure they had to use and Photoshop out some stands to get these running poses. But other than that, these are actually the figures that you're going to get in this package. And what a fun way to display what's in the package by recreating the cartoon logo. I couldn't agree more. One thing that I feel they didn't really hit out of the park is the transition to windowless packaging. Because when it comes to the figures, it feels to me like in a lot of cases, they just went with, well, what would it look like if it had a window? Okay, let's put pictures of that on there. Instead of really utilizing the fact that they now have a big art space that they can play with. And here is one of the cases where they're actually showing the figure, but doing so in a way that's a bit more exciting than what I feel the normal figures are doing right now. Yeah, this is a cool set. I think I was just a bit too young for this series when it was when it was airing. I was more of the, I think, 94 animated series, but it really does look cool. It fits the aesthetic perfectly. But Matt, you went with Ghost Rider, which, I mean, I love that art. Yeah, so I have been very vocally outspoken of my hatred of plastic-free packaging. So I kind of felt like this was my <laughs> this was my way of saying, ha, stick it to you. I'm going to go with something that still has plastic. But, you know, this is, of course, a complete repro of the 90s Toy Biz Ghost Rider art. And I actually, as I was thinking about this, I looked up on eBay that Toy Biz figure just to see what was different. And it's like the Hasbro symbol on the bottom right. And mostly that's it. The art's almost exactly the same. And it looks great. I love it. I love retro packaging in general, but I really love this. Yeah, I mean, it, it really pops. And, you know, it's a shame that this is the only thing in this subline so far. I don't know if they're going to expand it and do some of those other ones that were out back then. But even if it is just this one, I think that makes it all the more special because it kind of hangs on the wall there and you know what it is right away. I mean, says Ghost Rider and then Ghost Rider's head is a third of the packaging right there at the top. Hey, plus it's something they actually got out for Ghost Rider's 50th anniversary. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Now I picked the X-Men animated series Mystique. And again, going to the thought of do something different if you don't have a window package. The fact that they did these animated series X-Men in a VHS similar box, a little too big. As somebody who collects VHS, I was a little put off by the size of it, but that you do this and also use animation. It's original art in the animated series style. And here with the melted candle and the brick wall behind her and the skull belt, I had to really think hard. If I could have picked the same set twice, Mojo might've been my pick with his TV guides, but taking Mojo out of the running Mystique definitely had to get the nod here. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad that you got one of these on here. I'm not sure that this would be my favorite of them, but I just got Cyclops in today. And so I might've changed my mind. There you go. I mean, I was just going to say that we need some sort of this representation of what they're doing in this subline on this list, because yeah, package art includes the whole thing. Right. And the idea of these being packaged up, as old VHS tapes. And Matt, you just said it. I'm not a huge fan of the plastic-free packaging either, but this is at least a clever way to package something up. So 
I want to give them kudos for doing this subline like this. And the mojo world fits right in there with it, right? You get the TV, the TV guy and the remote. So that whole subgenre of stuff is making a pretty cool artistic package display that would look cool on a shelf somewhere. I absolutely love the VHS design as much as, again, don't like the plastic-free packaging. I actually was looking at a couple of these boxes when I was deciding on who was the winner here. And if it wasn't just for my protesting of the plastic, I might have chose one of these because as a, you know, 80s, 90s kid, VHS boxes were everywhere in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a cool idea. I I wish they could be as creative as they are with this and they were with the Spider-Man set and the Mojo set and find a way to do that with everything rather than, hey, here's a digital render of the figure that may or may not look like the figure that's in this box agreed completely Mm -hmm. they have a lot of talent in their packaging team and i think they need to revisit even just the shape of the box you know instead of just being like this is how our boxes used to look and now we're going to just do the same without plastic mix it up and embrace the fact that you're plasticless instead of just trying to be like, oh, you don't notice that you're not seeing the figure anymore because it's a photo. You think it's the same thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a little inside baseball for you. The That's actually one of the few parts of the new packaging I like is the way it's shaped now. They're able to put it into smaller cases for each case. So the case size itself shrunk by, eh, I don't know, a couple inches each direction. And the figures and the packaging themselves are so much better protected than they were in the old school build-a-figure wave cases where you had that air gap in the top and finding one without a bent card top was a struggle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear that as somebody who orders by the case. I understand that. I didn't notice it. I noticed the cases were smaller. I didn't notice the top. So best overall wave. And again, there were only, I think, six or seven classic waves this year. But Matt, tell us why you picked this wave. All right. So I picked the controller wave and this is kind of, I felt like it was kind of a sleeper wave. I don't think it got very much hype, but it really hit from top to bottom. The controller build a figure, I think once you can get over the fact that it is the exact same body as Thanos with a new head, it's a great figure. It's a classic Iron Man villain. The Thor, that's the Herald Thor, if I'm not mistaken. It's a very different take on Thor. It's a very unique figure, very cool. I think that U.S. Agent's going to be a figure that as the years go on, we look back on as, man, I wish I would have made sure I picked that up when I had the chance because it's going to be hard to find. And the fact that they gave quake the opposite head so that you could either army build her or maria hill her awesome Mm -hmm. uh speedball talk about a sleeper like such an important character if you're looking at like 21st century marvel and what he messed up so important and he just came out looking really really good and it's a great iron man design and then you add in my adam hydra another character that was way 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 delayed than she should have been just a great wave and the blue marvel is probably the one figure in there that i wasn't as excited about because i know nothing about the character but overall just a great wave all i know is he's really powerful in marvel snap i play him <laughs> all the time but i haven't read a single comic with him <laughs> same <laughs> yeah this wave feels like a, a counterbalance to the thor love and thunder wave right this is a full wave of comic based figures while Thor Love and Thunder was a full wave of MCU figures. So, and they kind of hit around the same time. So it's like, hey, a little bit of something for everybody out there. And yeah, Matt, I think you're right. This is kind of one of those sleeper waves where it just kind of showed up. I don't think it was overly hyped in the collecting communities. And I still see remnants of it 
hanging around store pegs now, but it's a good wave. I mean, you get a little bit of everything. You get a big Thor and we get, like you said, Marie Hill. And I, I like the fact that Madam Hydra's back. Like she was a running variant in the early days of Hasbro Marvel Legends. And now she's just available. So there you go. Another hole filled in a collection. And Matt, I agree with you completely. I ordered just a case of solid packed quakes to army build the shield agents there. I did really like the way they did her. And yeah, Speedball, I wasn't sure they'd come out with Speedball ever since people figured out what that name means. But (laughs) (laughs) Now, Justin, you picked the wave I don't have yet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. I mean, with the choice of Khonshu as a -a build-a-figure, totally agree. But this is the type of wave I like. A little bit of a mix where we're getting things that I feel like it's questionable if we would ever get them. But hey, we're getting four what if figures. And Arnie, come on. How are the ducks in this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a little nuts and ordered a solid case pack of Howard also. And then I am like, what am I going to do with that many Howards? <laughs> Army building Howard. But I mean, I, I love that we're getting more of the zombie figures. And I hope they keep doing them because we had Cap Zombie year ago, last year or whatever. Now we're getting two more. And then we're getting, you know, some Disney Plus stuff. The classic Loki. Come on. That was close to my MCU figure of the year. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Heck yeah. So yeah, overall, like, seems like a weird wave. But looking at it from above, it's got just so many figures I'm, I'm excited to have in my collection. You know, they've given us classic Loki. And in the G.I. Joe classified line, they've got that crocodile. How long until they put a Loki helmet on that crocodile and give us the Loki gator? <laughs> uh, about 20 minutes after this releases, the picture's going to start on Instagram somewhere. <laughs> I love this wave, too. I didn't know how much of it was recency bias since it's the last one. But, I mean, listen, I have been waiting for an action figure of Jim from The Office forever. And now that we have Agent Jimmy Wu, we can totally do it. <laughs> Now, I picked kind of a different type of wave. I picked the 20th anniversary Marvel Legends figures. And, you know, you may argue they didn't ship as a wave. Do they count as a wave? I say they do. They were announced all at once. And kind of like the 60th anniversary Spider-Man line, it's at least a cohesive line. The Captain America we already talked about to bring in like the first four, at least first three plus Toad Legends figures that they had from way back when made me really, really nostalgic and feel really, really old because I was seeing those figures on pegs and picking up a couple of them back in 2002 and to get the pointy head Iron Man and then a Toad that's a very different kind of thinner Toad than we've had. I just absolutely loved this line i wish they'd done more when they announced the first four i'm like okay that's a great start and apparently the finish yeah i was surprised that that was all we got i wonder if maybe 2023 we'll see another wave like maybe wait series two i don't know but you know the talked about the iron man and the toad we already talked about captain america but i honestly think outside of maybe the san diego comic-con exclusive hulk to me that's the best comic hulk we've gotten and when he initially was announced i thought the renders of his face were terrible but once i got him in hand i really loved them yeah and it's just a great way to get that awesome hulk body out there again you know i mean they've run through it pretty quick and i thought they were running out of 
options with the Hulk. I mean, we got Gray Hulk pretty quickly. We got Red Hulk. We got Compound Hulk on this buck already. But yeah, here you go. Throw a new head sculpt on here, a couple of them, and it works again with a cool, cool base effect too, by the way. Like, it's not enough to get this huge hunking Hulk plastic piece, but we also get a cool cracked rock display stand with him. Yeah, I love the picture here doing the ground pound move. It's cool. <laughs> Most surprising. What is the out of left field character you just can't believe they made this year? <laughs> I sometimes think I'm the only one who likes Sleepwalker. I feel like a real niche character. Darkhawk has had some comeback. They were developed right around the same time. It was like this initiative. You had to introduce a new Marvel character every month. It was a big 90s thing. And so I keep those two in my mind as hand in hand to explain why I'm suddenly talking about Darkhawk. But I think Darkhawk had a look where people try to bring him back in more modern comics. He had a mini series a little while ago. But Sleepwalker feels like nobody remembers him. Now, admittedly, I don't keep up with every comic. Maybe he's had a few cameo appearances, but I just couldn't believe that they were able to finally give me a figure to put alongside my Darkhawk with those 90s new characters that they were introducing. Yeah, I had no idea who this was, so I had to hit Wikipedia as soon as we got that <laughs> listing. And he has a surprisingly, I mean, it wasn't like a one-paragraph Wikipedia. hes I mean, he hasn't been around forever, but he's been, you know, he's made his rounds in his 20-ish years. Wow, that made me feel old. I guess it's <laughs> almost 30 years. Yeah, yeah, I try to avoid that, too. <laughs> Hey, and just from a figure standpoint, the reason that I shy away sometimes from comic-based figures is a lot of times it just feels like new head sculpt, different paint apps on the same book. But I love it when they add new sculpting or at least stuff that you they can use again. I mean, the, the wrapped boots, and I'm pretty sure that's got to be a goblin cape it's from some point along the ways that they reused. But the wrappings around his legs and the unique head sculpt and all that stuff like this just makes it feel like there was more effort put into a comic base figure and it's got a fun color palette too bright green skin with purple come on yeah i don't know what it is about green and purple but comics love green and purple together i mean think about the hulk pants think about the green goblin there's a lot of green and purple going on it's just classic matt you picked the walgreens exclusive jigsaw yeah, so I'm a, you know, Punisher's right up there with like my top three all time. So getting a classic Punisher villain, I was really happy, but I was surprised because we have not seen a huge spotlight on the Punisher as of late. The opposite, in fact. And this figure is just not something that you necessarily want in the kid's aisle. Like he's all scarred up, his face is all cut to pieces, and he comes with a variety of knives. So it's not something I ever <laughs> expected we would see in this line. Like we, the last time we got him was Toy Biz. So I, it was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Such a good point, though. It's like this is sitting in the toy aisle at Walgreens next to DC figures that can't have any guns whatsoever. And here you got you got Jigsaw with a, an assortment of knives and a sawed-off shotgun with his maniacal grin cut up face. It's yeah. like, hey, there you go. It shows why we do Marvelicious toys instead of DC Licious toys. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I mean, I think this is a great figure and it's awesome. It looks great, but kind of the same same thing I was just talking about. Like, did you ever think that you'd be able to walk down a toy aisle and hear a kid say, Mom, can I get maggot? Can I get maggot? <laughs> 
And for that reason alone, that's it's surprising to me that we would be able to get a figure called Maggot on the shelves. Yeah, and it is a lot of fun new sculpting in there, I think, with those shoulder accessories. And again, you you have a tendency to lean towards these maniacal smiles. <laughs> Just shows me that they're putting in the extra effort in the sculpting department. Yeah, he's a great figure. At this point, though, I'm not really surprised with anything that comes out from the X-Men. I feel like they're going to hit every version of everybody at some point, like hell or high water. They are all in. My fun story with this is when my wife saw it, she goes, oh, is he French? I said, what? Like Mago. I'm like, no, it's maggot. There's maggots on him. Come on. (laughs) Mago. So now we're kind of looking at consensus versus individual picks. So what is Marvelicious Toys pick for best paint on a figure? It has to be the exclusive mojo, right? With all of those individually painted wires on the side of his body, of the chair, the gross liver spots. (laughs) Yeah, we all kind of picked this one and I'm sure we all have different reasons, but all the things you just said. But also, I think what helps let us know that this has the best paint apps is having a direct comparison, right? Like, how often is it that we get the same figure twice so close to one another that we can be like, oh, here's what less paint apps make this figure look like. Here's what it looks like when it's done properly. And so, yeah, this deluxe set one is just over the top with the paint apps. Yeah, that wasn't a mistake either. They were like, all right, these guys want to complain about paint apps and let's show them what the difference is. We'll give them a direct example. And, you know, I think I said earlier, it's almost worth paying 50 extra dollars to get, you know, like just to get the better paint app. Like, okay, I clearly was the uh, demographic for that. Me too, 100%. The regular release mojo is so pathetic after you've seen this. It's like, you know, How can you go back to the farm once you've been in the city? It's that kind of an analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to all of our farm dwelling listeners. Yeah, but they have the space for the collections. I'm jealous. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, they keep it out in the barn across from the horse pen. So I don't know. You want to go see my collection? Just hold your nose. (laughs) (laughs) Now, best articulation. And Justin pointed it out. It had to be a Spider-Man, right? Yeah, I don't think we could come to a consensus on which particular figure had the best articulation, but we all agreed that it was some version of Spider-Man that came out this year. Yeah, I thought that Iron Spider-Man had a lot of posability options, a lot of with the arms. I wish there was a little bit more jointedness and a little bit less sculpted single parts on it, but I was just really able to get some cool poses out of that figure. Yeah, pick your poison this year with Spider-Man as far as articulation goes. As a Daredevil guy, I'm waiting for them to take that Renew Your Vows Spider-Man and just paint him red and give me like the super articulated Daredevil with the toes. But uh, You mean not paint him yellow again and put that out for a third time? I'm good on that. I'm good on yellow. (laughs) It's a classic Daredevil, not that classic. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we we already kind of ran down the reasons why the Renew Your Vows Spider-Man is so awesome. So, yeah, I mean... It was the year of Spider-Man stuff this year, and the only drawback to that, I think, is what I said earlier, is that we just got this awesome new sculpt, and we just had a whole parade of Spider-Man costumes that weren't on the sculpt. So I'm sure in the next couple of years, we're going to be seeing Symbiote Spider-Man again on this new buck, and just right down the line, so... You got to think there's going to be a little drought here in Spider-Man after such a big amount in one year. 
I think that when that time comes in a couple of years, we're going to see a lot of new collectors saying things like, we don't get enough Spider-Mans, dude. We need one. I don't have a good Spider-Man. And we're all going to be like, where were you in 2022? <laughs> right. I don't know. Everybody's fighting over that cell shaded one right now. I mean, exactly. Now, this one was a hard pick. I think we went rounds and rounds about this, you know, really got at each other's throats. What was the best Galactus they released this year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when the dust settled, it became obvious that it had to be Galactus, right? <laughs> it was a tough call. I mean, we could have went a couple different ways with this, but in the end, the Haslab Galactus was the best of the Galactuses. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I you say that, but I have a stack of Galactuses or Galacti in my photo studio right now. I've got the Toy Biz one, the Marvel Universe one, the, this one, and it is truly the best of the Galacti. And you kind of had to give him his own category because otherwise, articulation-wise, I mean, point for point, he outdoes any other figure. Paint-wise, it's absolutely astounding. We still need to just devote an entire show to this big figure, and we're going to. But yeah, in order to rule him out from everything else, we just had to... He's big enough, he just grabbed a planet and made it his own category. You know, the only bad thing you can say about this is like, this is like Fonzie jumping the shark. After we get this Galactus, what's left? Like, you can't top this. I mean, they're going to have a really hard time topping this. They didn't succeed in 2022. It did not go well. (laughs) I think what they got right here was, hey, let's take one of those old toy biz builder figures that was way bigger and way more parts than we do nowadays. And let's turn that into a single release. I mean, listen, you can't go wrong with that Ant-Man or Giant-Man, I should say. I'd be happy to see a Giant-Man build a figure or a HasLab. If you want to go to like very early Marvel Legends Hasbro, go to Fing Fang Foom at last, so I don't have to pay out the nose for one. I'll pay more to get a bigger one. Sounds fine to me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> get the feeling we're going to see that eventually. You know, I think yeah. what what they've learned is that I think collectors with a HasLab, they want a humongous figure. So with the failure of the last one, I think they're going to return to a large figure thing. And hey. Boom is sitting out there. He looms yeah. large. So we might see that before you know it. We we had to mention Galactus, right? Like Arnie kind of mentioned that if we would have left Galactus up for any of the other categories, it would have just he would have shown up on every one of these slides. So you didn't want to go through all of 2022 without mentioning that Galactus arrived and he's just as awesome as we had all hoped he would be. I had heard that he won best figure on the DC Licious toy podcast too. So it makes sense to leave him out. (laughs) (laughs) So now let's look ahead as we have new years, they've done quite a few announcements, some pretty recent as of this recording. What are you looking forward to most in 2023? Justin, you have really got something going for Spider-Man. Right. I don't I don't know how it happened. I think it was just that there was so much Spider-Man this year that eventually just kind of seeps in. But even as I was trying to figure out what my most anticipated was, I was leaning towards the into the Spider-Verse stuff that's just kind of starting to leak out there now. Haven't seen great pictures of that yet and hasn't been officially announced. So I kind of want to steer away from that. But then I was like, oh, yeah, 2023 is the year we're finally getting a Toby Spider-Man in the line. And I know it's a three pack. I'm less excited about the other two, the Andrew Garfield one. 
I feel like they did a couple years ago, probably update the paint apps or whatever, but we've never, ever had Toby's Spider-Man with all this sculpted detail in this scale. I'm just geeked that we're going to finally have this on our shelves. Agreed. It takes me back to my early toy biz buying days of 2002 when I did have a lot of Toby Spider-Man figures and that Mary Jane in the dress and all those figures they came out with. And yet this one with the updated articulation and technology behind it, the fact that they made him pinless and yet sculpted all that webbing. It looks sculpted, at least we'll see when we get them in hand. This is a really cool figure from the best Marvel movie since Infinity War, at least. <laughs> well, even those old ones, Arnie, like they were off scale. Like, I feel like they did a smaller line that was like four inch. And then they did like their legends ish ones that were five and a half inches rather than six. So they were never in scale with legends. True. True. I went with the newly announced Astonishing Cyclops just because I think that's a slick looking figure. The combination of blue and gold, perhaps not the most exciting in terms of sculpting and whatnot, but it was one that when they announced it, I just thought that looks damn cool. And I like that they gave him the little wispy smoke off the visor as an accessory. Again, something Mezco did when they released their Cyclops. I see the Hasbro guys getting in on that. He's beautiful. I mean, and he comes from probably the most recommended run that I give out to people as far as when they say, hey, what should I read for X-Men that's older? And I say, hey, Joss Whedon, go back and read that. And th this is one of my favorites. For some reason, that first issue is stuck in my head when Cyclops gathers the team together and Wolverine's like, this is going to end up in uniforms, isn't it? <laughs> there's a couple parts of that first issue like cyclops blasting wolverine across the other side of the school from his bedroom <laughs> so there's quite a few parts of it that were pretty iconic this figure just kind of takes me back to the day of you know the early days of the marvel universe line and we were getting those offshoot lines from the wolverine movie this was represented there in the wolverine line and i remember finding that figure and being so excited because like we hadn't seen this outfit in toy form for, I don't think ever, I don't think he's ever been out. So yeah, this is kind of just bringing it full circle now, getting it in the awesome Marvel legend scale. All well, right. Matt, you picked one we know about, but haven't even seen. Yes, sir. So is he officially confirmed or is he just rumor confirmed? I don't even know, but if there's one figure that I can use and say, Hey, look, someone made an action figure in me. I just got to take my Sharpie and draw a goatee on this guy. And boom, we have it. Uh, this was one of my, so Daredevil is my favorite Marvel character. Like that's not too much of a secret, but the performance that he put on in the original Netflix Daredevil, I've been waiting for this figure for a while. Uh, I cannot wait to get this. It was really tough for me between this and the blob, because that's another one that I think, you know, we just Finally, he went out for pre-order like a week or two ago. He looks fantastic. I can't wait for either, but I had to give the nod to the Kingpin here. Yeah. Matt, you're, you're really taking the selfie series thing to a new level. Like New level. <laughs> Listen, campaigning for a figure. They don't even need to scan me. All right. Like they already got it on file. <laughs> When I went back in my, in my old restaurant days, somebody had just, I had hair and someone had just watched full metal Jack and they said, oh my gosh, you're private pile. Like <laughs> that this, even with hair, we were celebrity doppelgangers there, man. It's crazy. 
That's awesome. <laughs> now I won't never not see that. Thank Forever. you. Forever. You're welcome. Whenever I go to your YouTube channel, I'm just going to see Vincent D'Onofrio. Now I just need you to dress up like Thor from Adventures in Babysitting. All right. You got it. Well, I they used to make me, what do they want me to say? Uh, they used to just be like, hey, is that a jelly donut? And I'm like, "That he didn't say jelly donut. He ate the jelly donut. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, that is our show for this week. Matt, thank you for joining us. Tell the listeners where they can find you to hear you talk more about toys. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was great coming by. I am at Nerdzoic pretty much everywhere you can imagine. N-E-R-D-Z-O-I-C. Most of my content comes out over on YouTube where I talk about toys and the toy world and the lore that goes into them and really whatever else is on my mind that week. Yeah, definitely give him a subscribe. I did. It is some really fun stuff for anyone who likes talking toys. And you do all kinds of lines. It's not just Marvel stuff. I am all over the place. I am as eclectic as they come. I find new stuff and I say, ooh, what's this? And I go off on a down the rabbit hole. Yep. I think that's why I enjoy watching your content, Matt, because not so secretly, I'm not just a Marvel and Star Wars guy. <laughs> I kind of dabble in all kinds of stuff, but I always love watching your stuff and I'm, I'm glad you could join us for this year in review. Yeah, it was great having you on and great to see your picks. Thank you so much for making the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And Justin, you, I, and Marjorie will be back in the new year on the next episode of Marvelicious Toys. Woohoo! Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. You can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for collectibles, and read articles on Marvel movies, comics, and collecting. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Find all those links at our website. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Andrew. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2022, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated.